What's going on, my friends? Welcome back to the Illegal Contact Podcast. It has been a few weeks since we've gotten to talk to you all, but we are glad to be back. Schedules had a little bit of a clash going on there for a few weeks, been busy. Collins had work and track. I've had work and some travel, so it's uh, it's been tough to get tough to get on these Zoom calls so far away from each other and 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 get after the podcast. But we're glad to be back. I think we're probably gonna have a new release date, probably Mondays from now on. If it works out that way, we're gonna be recording on Sundays. So we'll get to we're gonna talk about the previous weekend a little bit quicker, which is nice. So, um, Colin, good to see you back here in the studio again. How you feeling? Yeah, it's good to be back. You know, just crazy week um we're in the second cycle of test for school so that's always hectic as could be but but it's super super excited to be back in a couple weeks off it's been a crazy week so lots happened in sports so we got a a lot to talk about um we do have a lot to talk about con i know you're let's start you know let's just start with clemson let's get right after it i know you're saying i know you're saying uh your track team they had a little bit of a rough start but then they kind of pulled it together and got it going. Yeah, uh, ACC indoor indoor championships were this past weekend. You know, the Clemson men's team getting cut. It's been a f- focal point of a few episodes uh, so far in the life of this podcast. Going into Saturday after two days of the meet and last place in the ACC, finished with a strong showing on Saturday, end up finishing fourth in the ACC, Virginia Tech's men's team ended up winning um, the indoor title, and I believe Florida State's women's team ended up winning the women's title. But just crazy, awesome day for for Clemson men's track and field. You know, some some athletes had hoped for better, but overall it was a, a great show. Um, our friend Roger hit a huge PR, ended up finishing fifth in shot put. Um, with a throw of 18, 18 meters and some change. You know, um, there's just some things, about that. You, there's just some things you love to see, and that is one thing that you love to see. I mean, it may or may not be because he came on this podcast, but I'm I'm gonna go with it being he came on this podcast and boom, he sets a PR in, in indoor championships. Well, you know, not a, not a shot put guy either when he got here. You know, primarily focused on discus and just kind of picks it up to try and score some points for the team and scores big points by getting fifth place with sh- with the with the shot put. Heck yeah. A hey, huge PR. Like. So he's he's competitive in the shot and that's not even his main main <laughs> event. Well that's good to hear. That's good to hear. We uh always have a special place in our heart for for big Roger taller than them. But uh no, glad to see he's doing well. Glad to see that the track team showed out a little bit um after their t- uh, tough start and got back on the road. Got back on the right path. Um, but since we recorded last column, we've also had two major spring sports start. The Clemson softball team, who had their first season cut short, back on the field, started off very strong, just like they did last year. Nine and two to start, four and two in ACC play. That's good to see. Uh, you know what happened today, by the way? These past two games, they've run ruled Elon. I didn't even know that was a thing in college softball. Yeah, they did that a couple games last year to some of the teams. I want to say Western Carolina, they did that too at the beginning of the season last year. Tell you what. Softball, they they figured it out over there. I like that stadium. I'm ready to get over there, and get to a few games. But uh, also, baseball has started, and they are already on a roller coaster. Um, took a sweep against Cincinnati at home in their opening weekend, and then since then, they've had a postponement of a game because of rain at home versus South Carolina, big rival. 
They then traveled to Greenville on Saturday to play South Carolina, lost in extra innings. And then today on Sunday when recording, they lost in the bottom of the ninth on a walk-off hit. So, Colin, that is about as much of a roller coaster you can start with in a, in a baseball season, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, not not exactly the way you want to start with, you know, teasing that 500, 500 line this early in the season. I know. But it's, it's a long season. You know, baseball is one of those sports that plays a very long season. So they got a lot of a lot of room to work with. Correct, correct. Yeah, we uh, never like to see see uh, South Carolina taking any, any dubs in any kind of sport. Um, unfortunately, we're yeah. not going to be able to get the series. But hopefully we can at least get one when they come back to town on May 11th, I believe, is when that postponement got rescheduled for. Um, so hopefully we can at least take one there and we can start ACC play pretty strong here whenever it, whenever it picks up. But uh, other than that, a little bit of news coming out of Clemson football today. Darion Kendrick. Some heads, definitely. Darion Kendrick has gotten many, many Clemson football fans' attentions. He has uh, decided to leave the team and appears it will be he will be transferring. Colin, I don't even I, – I, when I saw this this morning, I just was very shocked. What I saw is he was dismissed from the program. Oh, you saw he was dismissed? Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's even that's even he more. He was dismissed from the program, and it, it's expected that he enters into the transfer portal. Okay, so that makes a little bit that okay that makes it a little bit more, I guess, uh, reasonable as because I don't think he would have ever left the team. So if he was dismissed, there's obviously a reason for it. Um, I guess we'll find out about that more later. But that's just shocking. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. You know, they typically are real hush-hush about all that. Uh, you're right about that. Maybe not. But, golly, I mean, losing your number one cornerback for his senior year. Yeah, as if our, as if our defensive backs weren't already thin enough. That's going to be a struggle opening up week one against Georgia, you know, having to figure out who's going to cover George Pickens. Yeah, JT Daniels found the stride too. So, I mean, good Lord, that's going to be that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Worried about a lot more, a lot more stress on that game now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's nonetheless, that's going to be an interesting one in Charlotte to open up the year. Um, but there's our little Clemson sports talk for the week, Colin. You got anything other Clemson? Uh, you know, other than basketball, I think I think I want to hit basketball last. That's what I was kind of going for there. Yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much everything going on. I know volleyball started there spring season and uh, women's soccer as well. I'm not sure about men's soccer. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Has, women's soccer has picked up their two wins in their first two games. Uh, there you go. Eight goals scored. Um, I want to say, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. You know, women's soccer picking up right where they left off. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be very interesting to see what women's and men's soccer can do this year. They they came out highly touted uh, out of the fall or fall and COVID season. There, um, very interesting to see what they can do because I know I know that men's team was poised for an NCAA tournament run too. Yeah, well, and you know, the women's side lost uh, Speckmeyer to to the draft. She decided to go ahead and make the transition instead of playing this season. Just make the transition straight to. So there was a big question mark there. Well, are they going to be able to stay in stride and keep keep up the momentum that they had going? And so far, they've they have done well. Um, you know, the men's side, they I don't think anybody left 
Uh, I mean, so, I know we had we had those first, three first round draft picks, but those were, I mean, they were already gone in the first place, so we expected that. But uh, yeah, no, but I think I think some of them still. I don't think all of them left have left yet. I think okay. some of them are still playing the spring season because they want that NCAA championship. That, oh, so you can play the spring season after being drafted? Yeah. Oh, that's hey, that's a good rule. Maybe uh, college basketball and college football for, should learn something from that. Nah, well, you know, the, the with soccer, it's kind of kind of bizarre just because you have the draft in the middle of that their is season. That is set up differently for soccer. So you're correct about that. You're correct about that. But, but yeah, so big thing out of Clemson sports. Um, but yeah, don't think crazy. we're don't think we're ignoring Clemson basketball here. Obviously, we got a lot to talk about with them. We're we're winding down the season there. That they're the headliners. We're gonna save them to last. But Colin, crazy, crazy. Crazy last few weeks in sports. I mean, like we talked Outside about how, how not a lot happened those last couple times we recorded. I mean, it feels like since we Seems recorded like last, all hit us at once, dude. Go, speaking of Tigers, I mean, I guess you could say Tiger Woods. It's we almost lost. It felt like with Kobe Bryant. We felt like Kobe Bryant again, all over again. Yeah, I mean, we almost lost. Prayers, prayers have been going out to Tiger Woods and his family. Um, for those of you that live under horrible, a rock, horrible car crash. Yeah, for those of you that live under a rock, as Colin said right there, absolutely horrible car crash. They said the car slid for about 700 feet, flipped over. Um, the, Madness. The LAPD, um, where he was, said that he was not under the influence and was conscious when they arrived at the car, which is completely different from the report of origin, uh, the original report, being that they had to use the jaws of life to remove him from the car. So that was interesting in itself that that was the um, original story. And, and then all of a sudden the LAPD were like, no, he was alive. And Well, and they could have had to use the jaws of life. He could have been conscious. The, if well, the they said they, they said enough they, where they couldn't get the door open. They said that they didn't have to. They said they could get him out. LAPD did. Uh, I didn't see that. That's bizarre. Yeah. But that's it's, very, it's very interesting to see that that's how the story jumped off. And it was, it was uh, the jaws of life immediately. And it was like, no, 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 it wasn't that. But. He has uh, shattered ankles, shattered legs, but I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see him on a golf course again, but many, many people are thankful, just as we are, that he is just alive because that is one on of the On a positive note with that, though, biggest name in sports. Golfers in the tournaments that were going on this weekend were red today um, in his mm-hmm. – I thought that was really cool to see. It was kind of like when Kobe died last last year when they were playing um, – they were playing in Phoenix, and a bunch of the players wore a Kobe jersey on their famed 16th hole to give tribute and they also put the the flag stick 24 feet and eight feet um off the on the green just stuff like that but yeah it was it was cool to see that the players were wearing red and black day in the final round of their their tournament for this week just to pay tribute to tiger um obviously we hope everything's well but that is one of the biggest needle movers in sports history right there so we're just glad to see that he's alive um and, and we'll take anything we can get um, hopefully he gets back out on the golf course again but that seems like a long shot at this point so how about just walking? Let's start with baby steps, yeah. Yeah, got to start. Got to start small before you can go big. Yeah, <laughs> change the subject from something that's a little, that's that's a downer. Let's move on to something that's, I would say, extremely comical. And the NHL Classic that just happened. Oh boy! Had to postpone the game to midnight because the ice was melting. Can't imagine, imagine thinking that you're tougher than the sun. Imagine playing on ice and thinking, "Oh yeah, this is good. We're we're we'll be fine. Don't worry about the sun." 
what I don't, which, I mean, I think it's, it's it was beautiful, beautiful setting. The NHL did a great job with it, aside from that hiccup. But they played the second game, the or well, it wasn't the second game, but they played the day after. They played another game on that ice and didn't have a problem with it. So they obviously they learned from the first day on how to keep the ice from becoming a uh, a slushy. But you have to prepare for that. You know you're going to be outside and it's going to be sunny. Like what are you doing? Like what were they planning on snow? I could not tell you. No, I mean that. Oh gosh, I mean that. It's kind of funny though. Like they literally went out there. Was oh yeah, we're gonna play this sport that we like to play on ice, in the middle of the sun, beaming down on us. It will be fine. The ice won't melt. We'll just have There's like no going. snow on the ground at the golf course either. There's, oh, it'll be fine. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Another little comical uh, sports sports event that I guess you could say happened this past uh, couple weeks. Can you see the kid at Cam Newton's football camp that he puts on trashing on Cam Newton, a former NFL? Yeah, that seven, on, that seven on sevens camp that Cam Newton puts Cam Newton puts on. I want to hear. I want to hear the former football player's thoughts. What you got? I'll take some balls. Incredibly disrespectful. I mean, just I the disrespect is unreal. I don't even know if it's balls. It just takes a lot of stupidity. Like that's just that's just an asshole move. Like. Well, I don't. I want to know why the coach let it go on for so long. Yeah, that is true. Like, what? What was? What was the? It just said it kept. He was obviously not going to stop, and Cam was like, Cam was being calm in the entire thing. If Cam, Cam could have done a lot right there, that would have said a lot different about his character. But Cam showed some character right there and, and discipline. And yeah, he definitely, he definitely had some very, very good composure. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And you see the kid issued an apology. Yeah, I did see face. that. Like, uh, come on, man. No, you're you blaming his competitive nature. No, I was like, you're not competing against Cam Newton. That's that's just a sorry excuse. That's not competitive nature when it turns into disrespect. You always you always compete with respect. It, I don't care, and it's, it wasn't even his opponent. So it, yeah, it, as you said, it can't. If, if you're trash talking somebody you're playing against, you know what? That's one thing. Yeah. But to tr- try and chirp the host of the of the camp, I guess it was. I mean, he puts on the camp, so, so I guess stupid. yeah, host. So stupid. Not to mention that he is a uh, a very successful NFL quarterback and holds an NFL MVP uh, yeah, title. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But he's going to go out there and call him camp trash now. That's that's just a joke. That's just a joke. Yeah, just stupidity. But you know, while we're while we're on. Uh, on football and quarterbacks, you know, big trade went down. Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. And I want to start off, I was watching ESPN a lot when that went down. And every show was, oh, the Colts are going to be the uh, this coming year's Buccaneers. First of all, no. The second thing I saw was, Oh, Carson Wentz is gonna gonna potentially be the MVP. Did everyone just forget how bad Carson Wentz has been in the past season and a half since his since his injury? He hasn't been the same. And to be fair, he has one of the worst, if not the worst, O line in the NFL. Like like but, when Tom Brady goes to a team, 
people follow him. That's what happened at the Bucks. Yeah. When Carson Wentz goes to a team, people aren't following him, like just no. flying in, in masses. No. So the fact that they would even say that is just ridiculous. You can't convince me that Carson Wentz is going to lead the NFC East, the, the worst conference in football where they couldn't even make the playoffs. You can't convince me he's going to lead the NFC East and then go to the AFC South, which, yes, is admittedly down, but they still have the Tennessee Titans who are very solid. The Jacksonville Jaguars who are trying to build something and are going to get the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, and the Houston Texans who have – Deshaun Watson, a top five quarterback in the game, and you're you're not going to tell me they're going to do any better than the Colts did last year with Peyton, Peyton oh, not Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers. No way. They have they they have Deshaun for now, but yeah, no. To your well, point, it's just not happening. I I don't even see. Uh, I can maybe see the Colts finishing eight and eight. Like, Every, everybody know. says the coach the coaching connection between Carson Wentz and the. New Colts head coach is going to be what saves him. I it's it's useless. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is like this is ridiculous. Like they're not going to be any better than they were. Philip Rivers. They have a great. The the sad thing about the Colts is they have a great team, great defense. Darius Leonard, Jonathan Taylor's been playing well. They got T. Y. Hilton who could return to form. Very good offensive line. Very very good offensive line. A very solid defense overall too. But like that. I just missed some great players on the team. They're missing a quarterback. And Phillip Rivers, he did all right. I mean, he, he could have done a little bit better. It's just you can't convince me that Carson wins. I haven't seen anything to tell me that he's going to be any better. Yeah, I would take Phillip Rivers over Carson Wentz any day. I think I would take Justin Herbert right now over Phillip, uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, that is very true. But what do, you, what do you think this means for the Eagles, though? I mean, they've, they've invested into, into uh, Jalen Hurts, it seems like. Well, maybe for now, you know, they could be could be chasing a future quarterback. Um, yeah, doesn't really matter what their quarterback. There was is. a lot of controversy last year when when Hertz got playing time, and it didn't seem like necessarily like some like it was fully backed um, by the entire organization. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. You know, the Eagles have a lot to work with. Doesn't. Uh, Again, it doesn't really matter what your who your quarterback is without an offensive line. So yeah, we saw true. that. We see that with the Eagles. We see that with the Texans. We saw that. In, we even saw it in the Super Bowl, man. Patrick Mahomes getting chased around. Yeah. So, but Colin, I think one more NFL subject we got to touch on, and it's just a, I mean, it's a common theme. We've been going. It's like the Harden saga we started with. Houston is just a breedy. Breeding town for for incredible sports sagas. It started with the trash can banging of the Houston Astros. It went to James Harden turning fat, and then and then getting traded the Brooklyn Nets. And now we are here with Deshaun Watson. Not not to forget that we also had the Bill O'Brien saga there, sandwiched in the middle. But now we are with Deshaun Watson. We've been talking about these trades, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Deshaun Watson could be coming home if they wanted to trade him to uh, the Carolina Panthers, Colin. Yeah, um, you know, I hadn't seen that until till we were talking pre-show. You were telling me a handful of first-round picks and um, Christian McCaffrey would be on the chopping block for Deshaun Watson. And to me, if I am both parties, I think that's a very good trade for both sides. You know, I think 
Deshaun Watson will get what he wants out of Houston. Carolina would end up with a phenomenal quarterback. You know, it kind of seems premature with Teddy Bridgewater getting that big deal uh, or counterproductive, I guess. So it seems like you would almost throw Teddy Bridgewater in that trade. Just uh, just I'm going to have to disagree. Texans end up with a quarterback, but you know, McCaffrey has really been riddled with injuries here as of late. Um, so Carolina, it, they wouldn't be worse off, I guess, if they got rid of him, you know, maybe, maybe I'm he a, gets healthy, but I mean, likely he doesn't. I'm going to disagree with you, Colin. Your running backs. I'm going to disagree with you. And here's why. Tell me how I, this is from the point of view of Deshaun Watson. Tell me how Deshaun Watson Situ- his situation, his personal situation gets any better in this trade. He goes to a team, assuming that they get rid of McCaffrey and three, however many, say, however many you say first round picks. Say, just say three, all right? That's exactly what the Texans are missing. Another star on the offensive side, like Christian McCaffrey, and their entire future, entire future. Yeah, I mean that is true. I don't know. So if he goes to the if he goes to the the Panthers, he loses his his best player on offense, Christian McCaffrey. He then has DJ Moore, and I don't even know who who is the wide receiver too. Devin Funches is he still alive? Like I don't even no, know. No, Devin Funches is on the Packers. I don't even I don't even know who the wide receiver two is in Carolina. DJ Moore and and whoever else a bag of chips. Ian Thomas is their dang tight end. Like. It's, yeah, it's, I mean it's but it's a it's a mess right now. I, that just seems like another whole Texan situation, just in a different league or a different conference, different division. Yeah, I mean technically to me that's a, a win for the Texans, a rare win for the Texans, but it would be a win because they get their future back. They draft. Uh, yeah, back. at least get to at least get a get a future. Um, so I don't know. I think I think Deshaun Watson has too much power right now, mm-hmm. and what the teams that he would want to go to aren't going to be the teams that can afford to trade for him. You know, I think the only viable team that's good enough for him is the, is the dolphins because they have their future pretty much built. I mean, they could always use draft picks, but they can afford to get rid of draft picks and keep their team. Cause solid. they have a young team. Yeah. Yeah. And they can also trade that young quarterback uh, with, with Tua. they could trade him and, and kind of save some more draft picks too. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think Miami potentially New York, the jets, could possibly be depends yeah. on Robert Sala and, and how that how that organization handles their business from now on. But I just I don't know. I'm not as much as I'd love to see him come home, go watch him some more. I don't know if I'm if I'm feeling this whole Carolina Panthers thing. If that means getting rid of McCaffrey. Now, if it doesn't mean getting rid of McCaffrey, I am completely on a different boat. So, see, I don't know. I don't know if they can do if they can afford that. I don't know. To me, I think more of a sound trade with the with Carolina would be, you know, throw in who was there? Who was their running back last year? Um, Mike Tom, Mike Mike Davis, Mike Davis. I would do Teddy Bridgewater, Mike Davis, maybe one, maybe one first round pick or like two, like a second and a third round pick. For Deshaun, that's what I mean. That's what I would do. So here's the problem with that. To me, that's that's reasonable. 
What what other, what other quarterbacks are getting traded for? It seems like Deshaun's value is way higher than that now. Well, I mean, it, it it is. I'm maybe I I mean I guess a first round and maybe some late round picks, but uh, you, yeah, they would have to include a first round in that because Houston has no first rounds, so there was no way the Texans would take that. But I I agree with you. I mean, I I don't think in any way you can get rid of McCaffrey there, and 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 be be like, oh yeah, I won that trade. I don't know. It's just a very tough situation that Deshaun's in being locked up in this contract with a crappy team. You know, it was he did it to himself one by reason. No, no, hundred percent. You know, I don't know. I don't know if he he was thinking, oh, I'll sign this contract and then get traded because teams also have to take his uh, uh, his salary cap hit into effect as well when looking to try and trade him. That's correct. So it's going to be – it'll be interesting. Me personally, I don't think he's going to get out of Houston this year. I don't think it happens this year either. But here's the thing. Um, Deshaun Watson, he wants to be out, right? But he also signed that contract without knowing that they were going to trade his star wide receiver. So – That is very true. And he had – he as he said, he has, he has mentioned this. He has had no say in the head coach hire or the GM hire. So I mean, frustration was built, but he did sign that contract, and he—I mean, he's getting. The I, I understand that, and you know, it's kind of gone the same with Russell Wilson saying he wants more say in the personnel. And to me, I can understand Russell Wilson more so than Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's won Super Bowls. He's been in the league for a long time. Yeah. Russell is, Wilson has that veteran status. What what has Deshaun won? I mean, love him to death, but a wild card game, man. Yeah, exactly. And a passing title. Not very much. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But then again, in in a way, you gotta think. Okay, well, you're our future quarterback, so you should have a say in our future decisions if we're gonna build a team around you. It's just it, you can go back and forth on this on this roller coaster all day, whatever you want to call it. What, what I just I just don't feel bad for the Texans. They let they let Bill O'Brien destroy them. If 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 I'm the front office and I find out Bill O'Brien is offering uh, Hopkins anywhere, I'm firing him immediately. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. But all right, all right, let's 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 change the tune a little bit. Let's let's get out of this, Colin. One more little sports we can't we, we can't miss what has taken place. Uh, by the way, MLB baseball is back today. Spring training started, Colin. Um, no, you're a, a giant MLB fan. You know every statistic oh. of all time. Um, go Braves, baby! <laughs> Watch every 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 game. Uh huh. Team. Yeah. Uh huh. No. Every For minute me, of it. That was about the most sarcastic thing I could have ever said. But we do. We cannot fail to mention this because this is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Fernando Tatis Jr., the shortstop for the San Diego Padres has signed away his life to the San Diego Padres. Not, not literally his life, but it might as quite figuratively his life. He has signed a 14-year, 14 years. That is, that is 14, 1-4 for $300 million, $340 million, excuse me, dollars over those 14 years, Colin. Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even know what to I know say. there's a lot of money in baseball. Uh huh. But I also know 
that of the stories of players getting big contracts and then ending their careers well before these contracts have been fully paid out, it's way more frequent to happen in baseball than any other sport, it seems like. Mm-hmm. 14 years is a long time. It's <laughs> an awful long time. That is a very, very long time. Yeah, I, I mind Kyle, blown. That, Kyle, that's two. That's two thirds of the time that we've been alive, man. That's that's the same amount of time that I remember of my life. I don't remember the first seven years. Yeah. Uh, so could you imagine? Eighteen years. That's your entire career, pretty much. Oh, I mean, what what's like the what's like the most people playing baseball? Well, for a shortstop, you're probably going to play. You could. What's well, like an average long career for a shortstop? I'd probably say till you're 32, 33, to be honest, because a lot of people don't make it that long. But like, if you're a successful player, like Fernandez, probably going to be. I'd say they probably play till 36, 37, 38, maybe push 40. But once you're getting up in that range, you start to get a little bit slower, lose your touch, can't see the ball as well. So I'm going to say 37, somewhere around there. And he's 21, so that this this signs until he's 35. Yeah, I mean, to me, what what was crazy was all of the, like, no trade clauses and yeah, all the little interest that were in the in that contract. To be honest, like this, I mean, this is all relative. Give them fourteen years as well. To be honest, this is all kind of relative because three hundred forty million dollars is three hundred forty million dollars, but over fourteen years, it's really not that much compared to what other people make sometimes. I mean that it's 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 a lot of money. Yeah, I know that, that sounds true. crazy to say, but it's it's not as much as some other people have made and, and some crazy deals like that. I mean Bryce Harper It's probably got, cheaper in the long run. Yeah. Bryce Harper got three hundred mil for ten years. Run to sign him. Yeah, for that rather than doing like two year thirty million dollar contract every two years. Exactly. So I mean I think the Padres are probably smart here. I think Tatis is gonna be a fantastic player. Um and you know what? Good for him. He's he's locked up his money, and he's he's staying loyal. I love I love loyal sports players when they when they see uh, potential in their team and, and want to stick there. So, good for him. Very true. But I think it's time, Colin. I'm so ready to talk about this. Since we have talked last on this show, since we have talked last, Clemson basketball has just gone through it all, man. They have gone through it all, except for one thing. You know what that one thing is. A loss. They have not been through a loss. Better, better knock on wood. Hey, hey, they, they ain't playing tonight. They can't go through a loss before we record or we uh, we release this to the world. So that's all I got to say. But they have been through it all, meaning that they have won three games in completely different fashion each time. And they've had another COVID strike. Colin, before the COVID uh, let me strike, Let me just, let me just start off ahead. by saying I was – extremely nervous when we had the two games postponed the yeah. game postponed for COVID. Um, you know, I think that that totals. Oh, excuse me. That totals five games. I, I was going to say four, but five may be the correct answer. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's, it's five. I just pulled it up and checked five games postponed the season. Um, we oh. saw happen. First time we had our a, a, a COVID postponement and did not bode well for us. Um, but, you know, huge win against Georgia Tech right at the last minute. Let's, yeah, let's, you know, let's, let's take a second here, though, for that game because Nick Honor deserves a little bit of credit. 
Nick Honor's been on fire for it. not just not just that Georgia Tech game, but every single game. No, of course, of course. No, but that that game saw Clemson lead for, for a very short amount of time. And uh it, it came when Nick Honor banked in a buzzer beater style three um to take the lead late, late, late in the game. I'm talking seconds left, milliseconds left, it feels like. Saw Clemson take the lead and uh over a very, very tough game that they, they played against a good Georgia Tech team who they lost by 21 uh, earlier in the year to. So coming off of the first COVID break, actually, they lost by 20 on the Georgia Tech. So to come back home and get that win over a tough Georgia Tech team who we finally figured out because it never seems like we beat Georgia Tech uh, for whatever reason, great to see that. And then, boom, next thing you know, we're going to play Notre Dame. Nope, not going to happen. COVID strikes again. So that's unfortunate, and we had to take a little bit of a break, um, kind of when the team was starting to get hot again. But then they come out of this COVID break, Colin, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen Clemson hold an ACC opponent to under forty points in my entire life. Um, they yeah, beat, that, Wake, that Wake Forest one was huge, sixty to thirty-nine final. They beat Wake Forest sixty to thirty-nine, and that that is one of the most impressive beats in Clemson basketball I have seen in a very, very long time. To hold a basketball team under 40 points is almost almost insane. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. So it was good to see them do that. And then since our last game since we recorded, um, they went out and beat Miami yesterday, Saturday, at home. Got off to a rough start like they normally do. And then finally, finally got it going and took care of business one by eight at home. So Three completely different games and three completely different settings, but all ended in a Clemson win, and that's what you like to see. Yeah, you know, two games left on the season. Uh, we're at Syracuse on the third. Then we we hopefully play Pitt at home on the sixth. You know, that Pitt game is kind of a question mark just because we the first game was postponed. We beat Syracuse at home um, pretty handily, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully we can we can – do that again just at least win if we can get these last, if we can get these last two wins under our belt you know that's looking very good for us going into the DC tournament and then potentially in the march yes you're you're 100 correct about that um but i think we should we should be able to take care of business against syracuse we did earlier in the year it's just whether or not we go on the road and do the same um and then i'm interested to see that pittsburgh game if we play it It'll be very, very interesting to see because that Pittsburgh team is they've got they've got some they got some good players. They uh they don't have the schedule, I think, that matches their team, to be honest. But I think that they are a very solid team um, and, and can do some damage in the ACC tournament if they get a little bit hot. But Colin, I want to um I wanna I wanna ask you, I've seen some some bracketologists putting us as a seven seed. All right, that's what they have us sitting at right now without these last two games in the ACC tournament being played. You think that's a good number for Clemson? Scary. <laughs> Very scary. Um, but, well, you know. Well, tell me what number isn't scary in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> none of them. Yes. All of them. Wait, none of them. No, excuse me. <laughs> There's not yeah. a single one. I was just looking over the schedule of the games that we've had postponed. Mm-hmm. And we could be higher than a seven seed if if we had played these games. You know, Boston College, that's a win. They're like three and 14. Um, Notre Dame, most likely a win. They're under, they're like seven and 
11. Um, you know, maybe we beat UNC again. You know, we should. We probably would have beat South Carolina. Um, you say you say wouldn't have beat South Carolina or would have? No, we probably would have beat South Carolina. Oh yeah, okay. I was about to say they're not very good this year. So yeah, I think we would have beat them. But that was also that was early in the year when we were playing really well too. So you have to think that's a win. So that, I mean, you you think we would go four and one in those games probably, right? So on a, on a on average, I'd say we go four and one of those games probably. Yeah, most likely. In my, that would put that would take our fifteen and five record and put us at nineteen and six, and that's that's definitely higher than a seven seed. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, but we'll, we'll see how we do in the ACC tournament though, because the ACC right now is wide open. It is because. Who beat uh, Florida State the other day? UNC. UNC beat Florida State. Yeah, UNC beat Florida State. Yeah, and Virginia has fallen off uh, the cliff. They have taken a nosedive down. Like, they jump off the Grand Canyon, it feels like. They are uh, they are in shambles right now. Florida State took them to the house um, a couple weeks ago. And ever since then, they've just been very, very, very down. Um, and Florida State took a tough loss on, on the road to UNC. Not to mention that UNC and Duke are on fire right now, so the Blue Bloods are coming back to life. So, uh, it's yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this happens. Very, very interesting. But I, I'm trying to pull up the ACC standings right here because I want to see what position we sit in uh, going into this tournament. All right, Kyle. So, we sit at a – I'm looking at it now. We sit at 9-5, and five and we are – in fifth place in the ACC. So, that, I mean, that that is a – I mean, I would have liked us to finish a little bit higher, and I think we probably would have. You know what really sucks is we have more wins than Louisville, who is one one uh, one spot ahead of us, but they have one less loss. Cause they, yeah. So, they're eight and four. They just haven't played as many games. I mean, it is what it is. And same with Virginia Tech. They have played one less game, and they have – they're nine and four. We're nine and five. So – Really, the only two teams that are above us are Virginia and Florida State. And I think those are the two teams that are deserving to be above us. But I think that, I mean, Virginia Tech did beat us earlier in the year, too. So I guess you could say then. But I think that it's very wide open, as you said, going into this tournament. And I'm, I'm ready to see how the Tigers can do. If we get a couple wins, say we win these last two games, finish, what is that, 17-5, and five, and then go to the ACC champion, uh, tournament and win two games. I think that's deserving of a sixth seed at least, right? You know, I would I would think so. Um, the way the tournament is is always the way the brackets decided always kind of throws me for a loop. But that's correct. That's correct. But no, um, as we mentioned, big up to Nick Honor, man. He's been fantastic. It's always those Brad Brunel transfers, man, that are always looking great. Gotta love that. Love Clemson basketball right now. Glad to see the sports getting underway and. Feels like some normalcy is uh is taking back into place, Colin. I feel like uh things are getting back to normal a little bit. Governor McMaster in South Carolina has, uh, has released that ban or not ban uh curfew on bars there. Yeah, we'll um, see if uh Clemson City Council decides to go with that or if they continue to impose their own stricter sanctions. Um Yep. We'll and see. then, uh, hey, oh, by the way, I, I signed up for my vaccine. Uh, Tyson Foods uh, is, is allocating vaccines to their employees. So we hang out on that list, you know, ready to get – There you go, shot. man. There you go. Ready to get the shot in the arm, see how it feels. Might get sick, but you never know. Better than uh, having COVID, I guess. Just so. – you don't have to get COVID tested because you'll probably test positive for it. Yeah, that, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. 
But uh, just like our friend Jack we had on the show, just like him. But he's, he's doing <laughs> exactly well. Exactly like him. Yeah, exactly like him. He's doing well, though. So I don't, I don't think he ever had it. Probably a false positive just because of the vaccine. But, Colin, I'm glad we got back on here. Yeah, um, it's good to, good to be back as always, you know. Thanks again for everybody listening. Hopefully we'll be able to kind of figure out a, a standard release day. Uh, yeah. Record day soon. For now, just bear with us. So we're going to, as we said, we're going to try and get some guests on here. So you never know when they're going to be able to do it, messing with our schedules. So uh, you know what? It may not be Wednesday or Monday, like I said. It may just be some random day during the week. But but uh, as you know, we appreciate you listening. And uh, Colin, signing off for this week. Goodbye. Yeah, see you later.